Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Everybody, welcome back to your favorite movie podcast, Force Perspective. I am your host, Sports Guy 515, better known as Mark the Mark or just Mark for all those who don't really know me. Um, so we're back here on uh, Force Perspective. Last couple of weeks, we've been giving you some uh, throwbacks to 2019, if you want to call it that. Just uh, some episodes that we recorded uh, in the last couple of months that we haven't been able to uh, to publish yet. Um, now that we're caught up. With everything, this is our first brand new episode of 2020, and guess what? We are right in the middle of award season. The road to Oscar mania is on currently, and uh, we got a lot to talk about when it comes to that. Uh, but, but I can't do that uh, alone, obviously. Uh, before we get to all that, allow me to introduce my normal four perspective co-host, Adolfo. What's going on, man? Um, well, I'm not impeached, so that's good. Oh man. We would have started earlier, but I was actually watching Colbert's monologue because I missed all of that stuff from today, so I was basically like a 10-minute catch-me-up on some of the... I, I was listening to some of it while I was at work today. Like I had it on like the audio on my phone, and then at some at one at a certain point, I just had to stop because I was just getting so fucking angry. And we're not going to get into politics, but if you follow me on any sort of social media, you know exactly what side of the fence I'm on on this, and... Um, I'm just I'm not happy. I'm, I'm in I'm in a mood today. <laughs> yeah, I mean I didn't get to see well, I get to see none of it, but you know, I did try to keep up with some of it through like, you know, some news sites and then you know, I got home a little late because I went to catch a late show on a bad boys. Which, by the way, folks, go see it. <laughs> it's freaking hilarious. It is an awesome it's a great popcorn movie. Definitely uh definitely something I needed right now. Um, you know, I gotta be honest. I've never been into the Bad Boys franchise. I oh, saw, dude. I've seen the, I've seen the first one, and it was fine. But I never like, I was just like, okay, that was that was a movie. And I never saw the second one, and I just had no, like, the trailers for this one was just, were just like, eh. It just did nothing for me. 
I mean, they were kind of eh, but I just know, you know going in what kind of movies these are, so you just go with it. And I had a great fucking time, and Will Smith and Martin Lawrence have great chemistry together, and of course our boy Joey Pants getting a payday. I always love to see that. <laughs> so, uh, but it was a, gr- a great time. Everybody, like, my, I had a great crowd. Everybody loved all the humor. Everybody, the action was great. Some really cool action, actually, I gotta say. Like, some uh, stuff that comes out of nowhere. So... Definitely, if you're into kind of the one of just like laid back popcorn movies, just sit back, have a good time, sort of things, you'll definitely uh, appreciate Bad Boys for Life. Uh, I, I mean, I'd give it a shot, man. Even I know you haven't seen the second one, you don't really have to watch them all to to appreciate this one. So, I mean, I'd give it a shot if I were you. It's it's no, really I, fun. I'm, I'm sure I could catch up. <laughs> I mean, I, I will say though, I I'm a little, I, I feel like they missed an opportunity here. Um, because they were already talking about a Bad Boys 4, right? And I feel like that one should have been called Bad Boys 4 Life, and it's called this one Bad Boys 3. Ah. No one listens to me, so. <laughs> well, this was supposed to, they keep saying in the trailers, and then they said in the movie, no, one last time. One last time. Well, I guess it won't be the last time anymore, because it broke bank at the box office. Well, so. I mean, but at the same time, you got to have to wonder, like, I mean, Martin Lawrence is not exactly in 1993 shape anymore. I mean, Will Smith. <laughs> Will Smith is a genetic freak, but yeah. Martin Lawrence. I mean, just in those trailers, he was looking looking like he had a little Ben and Jerry's, and I, I guess that the, <laughs> they, they played up the joke. Does, but bro. they did. They did, man. Uh, I wonder what's a, what's a bigger case of false advertising: Bad Boys for Life being the last one, or Once in a Lifetime with The Rock versus Cena. <laughs> <laughs> no, twice I don't like that. Exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, but like I said, if you happen to be free on a weeknight, definitely you, you can't go wrong with Bad Boys for Life. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I'll just. I, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna shout for it. it the, there's yeah. too many other things that I need to watch to catch up on my 2019 movies and everything before I even get close to that. Oh man, speaking of that, I am uh, I got two days off in a row this week. So I'm gonna spend one of those the entire day inside a theater. Uh I may go blind by the end of it. <laughs> so I may forget what sunlight looks like. Uh so let's talk about that for a little bit because as I already alluded to in our intro, we are smack dab into award season. You know, obviously, like I like to say every year. Uh, the Golden Globes are the Royal Rumble to the Oscars WrestleMania. So we got some uh, we got some pretty uh, interesting things coming out of the Globes, and obviously, you know, all of the uh, local I don't want to say local, but you know, all of the regional, let's say, film critics awards have been coming out the last uh, five six weeks. Um, so little by little, we've been getting kind of drips and drabs of who could possibly take home Best Picture at the Oscars. Uh, we also had the um, Critics' Choice Awards a couple weeks ago. We had SAG this past weekend uh, as of this recording. And then uh, I think the uh, Producers Guild was also this past weekend. Uh, was it the Producers? Yeah, I think it was the Producers Guild. Um, so we have – so what we have? We have the uh, Directors Guild. We have Writers Guild. We have BAFTA. But then, you know, after – I think it's – BAFTA is the week before the Oscars. So I think coming out of BAFTA, we'll have a pretty clear idea of what's going to go down – at the Oscars, even though, I mean, for as far as the acting category, that's pretty much a lock at, at this point, unless you get a really, really uh, out-of-nowhere dark horse coming out 
and uh, just snagging it. But um, but let's uh, let's go through some of these real quick. So um, hold on, let me actually globes up right now. Um, let me just pull up the uh, Oscars and then um, we'll kind of dive into that. I mean, we'll talk more about this in next episode because that's going to be our Oscar Mania show with uh, with Brandon Draven, our annual show that we do uh, previewing this. So let me just kind of go through it very quickly. We won't do predictions or anything, but we'll just. Uh, Name the uh, nominees here. So we'll start with we'll start with the big one. We'll start with best picture. So I was very happy to see Ford versus Ferrari here because that's a fun movie. I, you just checked it out recently, right? Yeah, I loved it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun, man. I'm not uh, sure if it cracks my top ten, but it, it it was a lot of fun. Oh, it's definitely an honorable mention for me. We'll talk about that next week. But <laughs> uh, the Irishman's here. Uh, Jojo Rabbit's here. You also saw Jojo Rabbit too, right? Finally. Yeah, I've seen all of them except Little Women. I'm, um, uh, I just don't have time to go see Little Women, so I've got, I've got a screener that I'm uh, watching. I'm actually about halfway through it right now, um, and uh, it's 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 okay so far. Um, I just haven't finished it yet, but, um, and you know what? Everyone knows what I mean when I say screener, so I'm just gonna say this: if anyone gives me any any crap after I watch one of these films on my screener. I delete the screener file and I purchase a ticket online. It's really it has nothing to do with you know getting away with something and more to do with I don't have time to watch it at normal hours, so I have to like find another time to watch it. So I just but I'm putting that out there for people. I'm still paying the money (laughs) and I don't keep the screener copy. Uh, so you said you're halfway through Little Women. Yes. And you said it's just okay so far. It's fine. It, it's like uh, I mean I've seen this movie done before. Um, well, like yeah. I've seen another version of this film already, um, and it's it's very well done. I mean it's very well directed, very well acted. Um, I can't. I, there's nothing wrong with it. I just haven't finished it yet. And it's uh, the one thing I will say that it, it's it's a little hard to follow just because they they jump around in time a lot. Um, like. It's not a straight narrative. It's not like the other version I've seen, which is like they start at point A and then go to point Z. This like starts at point Z and then goes to point A and then goes like so. It's not completely linear. So, um, which is interesting, an interesting take. But I mean, it's very well directed. I mean, it's very. I think it probably should have gotten Greta Gerwig a uh, director nomination. We'll get to that in a minute. But um, Florence Pugh is very good in it. Um, Shearsha Ronan's very good in it. Um, it's just. Um, I'm just not completely hooked by it yet. Oh man, and then not for nothing, like Florence Pugh's star is is rising very quickly. Yeah, she's I, did you ever see a? Man. Did you ever see Lady Macbeth? That was the first thing I saw her in. That's a that's no. a great movie. That's a great little film. If you ever want to like uh, track it down one day, like I think that was like the first thing that I really saw her in. Uh, that was from like a couple of years ago. It's a really good like little character study. Um, so definitely check that out if you have a you know, have yeah I definitely definitely didn't see it I think the first thing I saw was this year with the uh, midsummer oh uh, you finally saw midsummer that's yeah right. yeah um that movie can't is get brutal. it out of your head still right that movie that movie just punishes you um oh, but yeah man. and she was excellent in that um and she's she's really good in Little Women and and in a couple months she's gonna be in Black Widow so like she's having a hell of a year. Yeah, man, like I said, her star's rising. Uh, what else we got here? We got Joker. We already mentioned Little Women. Marriage Story, 1917, which I'm going to see this week, definitely. Oh, dude. On the biggest screen possible. 
1917, Sam Mendes Sam directed the fuck out of that movie. Like, just holy shit. I, I, I'm so, so impressed by that film. I, and I had no expectations going into it. I was like, okay, I'll see this because it's like, it's a war picture or whatever. I had some kind of notion of like, oh, they were trying to do all these long takes or whatever. But it, when you watch it, it's really impressive. It's not one, people keep saying some takes, some take film. It's, it's a series of very long takes, kind of like, um, Birdman or Rope, um, where if you're, you know, at least somewhat familiar with filmmaking, you can tell, where the cuts are, um, but they hide them real well. Uh, and but but just the way, like when you're sitting there watching it, and you know there's no special effects in the camera movement, it's just how they filmed it with the camera. You're like, holy shit, that's impressive. So um, yeah, it, it, he directed the hell out of that movie. It looks really good, very suspenseful. Um, the last thirty minutes, you're just like, you're on the edge of your seat. It, it's really good. Oh man, I can't wait, man. Oh, I'm, I'm so looking forward to that. Uh, and then finally here we have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, of course. Uh, it's still my pick to win, man. I made you know, that prediction back this, in August. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna give you some props here because back when we did, when we reviewed this, you said that this is that would be your prediction for for Best Picture that year. And and I remember I'd said something along the lines of, I don't know, I think it's still too early to call that, blah blah blah. But now that we're getting closer. If this isn't the year he does it, I mean, it will never be the year because this is the closest he's ever going to get. Because I mean, he's only get one. He's only has one more movie in him, right? Uh, right. At least what he claims. Um, and if he's only going to do one more movie, like that movie has to be a spectacular, like knock it out of the park for it to win Best Picture. But I think this is the closest he's going to get if he hasn't gotten there already. So I mean, he didn't get there with Pulp Fiction. He didn't get there with. Um, Django, he didn't get there with Hateful Eight. Which are better films, to be honest, and he didn't get him for that. So, so well, I don't know if they're better than Hateful Eight. I think that Hateful Eight is not as good as this. I think Pulp Fiction and Django are both better than this. But it's, well, yeah. you know, after watching it again, remember, I remember when we watched it the first time, I was kind of not super, like, I was very reserved on my judgment of it, but, like, I've seen it again since, and I, it's risen in my estimation. So, um, if it wins this year, I mean, you know, bravo. It might it, it might get the, like, okay, you've done this enough times, let's just give it to you now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, award. Because I don't know if it's necessarily better than the other films. But um, but this is the clo- – clo- I mean, you called it, and if he does, like, we'll give you all the props, man. Because uh, this is – this is a very – it's a very good chance he'll get it. Man, I just I forgot what else is about to say. Oh, somebody um somebody made a joke that uh if they said if if Tarantino wins Best Picture for Once Upon a Time, he may just retire right there. <laughs> he might not even do his tenth film. <laughs> and, Technically, that was his tenth film. I know he doesn't count Kill Bill two as a, as another film, but yeah, like the way it was released, it was a separate film. I'm just saying, but right. he already did ten. Yeah, like, it's kind of a cop out, but uh, and then. Parasite. Talk about mind fucks, bro. Parasite is fucking amazing. We never I talked about that, did we? We never got to talk about it. Right. I can't sing that movie's praises enough. Just and you know what? That's kind of my my uh my underdog to win in a way. Even though if it's it's gonna win the um international picture, um so that's basically that's them throwing them the bone. But I mean, it did win the um the best cast at the Screen Actors Guild, which is that was a huge moment, great moment uh for Parasite. So I mean it. it it has a it has a chance. It really does, but um, 
but I, I can't sing this movie's praises enough. Just what a brilliant movie. And just and it's very timely, too. But uh, what did you think when you finally saw it? Um, that movie... You really can't. I, you really cannot talk about this movies without talking about spoilers. So I'm gonna like not say too much, but let's just say that there's something that happens midway through the movie. You're like, what? And it just changes the whole movie on like on like a dime. It turns on a dime, and then the rest of the movie, you're just like, all right, we're in this movie now, and did not expect this to be going anywhere. But it's still carrying on the themes from the first half. Right. Uh, so it's not like a from dust till dawn scenario where it's just like completely changes, <laughs> yeah. but it, it, but there is something that changes the dynamic uh, that happens midway through, and after that, uh, you are kind of like they, they do still stick with a lot of the same themes and topics they were kind of going into, but it's even just more complex now. Um, and the, the term parasite is very apt in this situation, and yes, it is. and again, I really don't want to reveal too much, but you'll get it once you see it. Um, but it's um, it it is pretty much probably my favorite film of the year right now. I I don't I I th- like I said, Little Women's only Best Picture nominee I haven't seen yet. I've seen most of the major contenders in other categories. I don't think anything's gonna knock Parasite off my number one spot right now. Um, but it's an amazing amazing film. Uh, it, it's so inventive and so original, and what it has to say about about. Um, how do I say this without really revealing anything <sighs> about how people can take advantage of one another and how there's, you know, the classes in society and, you know, the way we treat each other. I really don't want to say much more, but it, it's, it's a really just beautiful piece of filmmaking. And, and I don't mean beautiful because it's a beautiful movie. Like it's a touching subject. It's not, it's fucked up. But it's really good. Yeah, and then, and and the payoff at the end, the the, the climax of the film is is amazing. It pays off all of those themes in like that one scene, which I'm not gonna get into because of what it is. Um, but every every little hint that uh Bong Joon Ho drops throughout like the the narrative as far as like what the theme is and like what's going on here, what's going on here, like he pays it off in that climax, and it's just a what the hell moment like you're almost like you're still you're, it's everything's going so fast that you're still trying to process like what's going on but when it finally hits you you're like holy crap this is awesome so what, what a story a, so there's one thing i want to say and i'm gonna dance around this there's a point where one of the main characters um is over I'm not going to get into specific but he's he's eavesdropping in on a conversation between this rich couple that own the house that that he works for. He's eavesdropping on this conversation and they're talking about how he smells. And it, as if he like smells bad like he has BO or something and they're talking about and the the, the guy that they're talking about is is from a you know he's from a working class, right? Later on in the film like he plays, you know, he's he's one of their he's their driver. He works with them as a driver. Later on in the film, he's driving, and the woman who had complained about his smell earlier is like just in the back seat, like talking on the phone, and she like just shoves her feet up on like the back of the seat, like basically putting her feet right in front of his face. So like it's one of those things where like she has the audacity like to like talk about his smell, 
And then she's like sticking her feet like right in his face, like without any thought to like him as a human being. And then that same character right at the end, like the very last like climactic sequence. Let's just say one of the reasons he goes, he does what he does is because of the reaction one of them has to his smell. And it's like, it pays off perfectly. Yes, it does. And I'm, and now I, 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 that's as vague as I can get without oh giving God, anything away. Man, and, like, and, and, it, and, it, and when I saw that, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe we'll get more into it with, uh, with Draven next week. Uh, uh, because I mean, it, it's this is something that we can't just leave to like a five minute discussion. Like, no, this is this is a deep fucking movie. Um, so I definitely want to get uh, his take on it as well. Um, but that's kind of like my sympathetic favorite to win. Um, because you know, obviously, like it looks like 1917 is gonna get it because that's the it's 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 either gonna be that one or Once Upon a Time because yeah, um, those are just the types of movies that they'd vote for. You know, when it comes to best picture. Um, but I mean, if Parasite gets it, man, that would be an amazing moment. You know, just like it, it almost like like I said at the SAG Awards. You know, standing ovation for the cast of Parasite when they got the uh, the best cast uh, SAG Award. Um, and they deserve the, it too. They deserve. Yep. And it, and it's one of those things too that's interesting because I feel like the cast of this movie isn't getting the recognition they deserve. Like. At the Globes, at the Oscars, I think BAFTA has like one of them nominated. I think it was the, um, I think it was the son. I think he was nominated. I think. I think the son and the daughter were nominated. I'll, I'll check the awards in a minute. But, um, but no, at the Oscars they were they were snubbed. At the Globes they were snubbed. It's like, you know, and finally SAG here recognized them and they deserve to be recognized. So, I mean, I don't want to say that it's, it's it's anything like prejudice or anything, but it's just it's. No, no, it's not it, that. I think it's just. You know, if I have to, I, I mean, I don't think it's prejudiced, but I certainly think um, the fact that it's a foreign film did play into it, and by that I mean, I think a lot of the Academy voters just didn't see it. Either that, or they probably couldn't. They didn't know how to write their names on the on the ballot, you know, <laughs> which is which is unfortunate. But somebody made that joke. Fucking Google exists. Exactly. <laughs> somebody made that joke on Twitter. Uh, okay, so. So any any surprises? So f- f- once again, we get nine instead of ten, which like just annoys so my OCD. Like just fucking give put another one in there. Like what is the what is the point of having nine? I hate that like uneven number. It pisses me off. Um, but so we have nine. Any surprises that made it, and any surprises that didn't? I'm actually kind of surprised Ford Ferrari made it because yeah. I had it's a good film, but it had no buzz at all. Like going into the into award season, so I'm, I I'm surprised it went. The other ones, they they all kind of you know 1917, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, Hollywood, Parasite, Irishman. They all had buzz, right? Um, the ones that like I you know had a lot of buzz that that didn't make it. Um, uh, the Farewell. Uh, yeah. I, I I was surprised that didn't get any. I haven't seen it yet. I've actually got um, uh, Netflix is sending me the, the disc tomorrow, so I should have it tomorrow. Um, so I'm gonna watch that this uh, in the next few days. Um, but that's one that that I'm surprised didn't make it. I was bummed. I didn't think it would, but I was bummed that uh, Knives Out didn't get a lot of love because I love yeah. that movie. Um, 
But yeah, those are the two big kind of oh, uncut gems. No, nothing for uncut gems, uh, well, which man, was really upsetting. Uh, yeah, I, I was gonna say that the two that kind of caught me off guard, not being there at all, like just for anything, not just best picture, was uncut gems and uh, knives. Well, knives, I got the screenplay nomination, which is great for Ryan Johnson, but it got snubbed everywhere else. And I was hoping it, at least it could make it to best picture. Like they could have just the put Star knives Wars out there. Everywhere are upset about it. <laughs> I mean, they could have put knives out there, bro. Make it ten. Like, I don't know why they didn't do that. That's... It's some stupid mathematical formula that like everything has to be above a certain number, and anything, and it it it, it goes up to eight, up to ten, but doesn't have to include ten. So if like the tenth film doesn't make that number, they don't include it. And it's just like, what's what's the point? Why don't why don't you just put the ten films that have the most votes? That's easy. Yeah. Why go through this whole complicated process when you could just do, like, majority? Like, what's so hard about that instead of wasting time? Um, but yeah, um, of, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, speaking of breaking the internet, bro, uh, Joker being up there has – how do I say this politely? Uh, I think it's broken half of film Twitter. And, I mean, I'm not going to judge anybody. I'm not going to sit here – on my high horse and like make judgments but some of these twitter reactions to joker being there and by the way joker got the most oscar nominations out of all 11 of I think. 11 yeah uh almost in titanic territory i think titanic got 13 but yeah you should see some of these reactions on twitter man uh, uh and, you, and you thought star wars nerds were bad bro <laughs> well some of these what? joker takes are amazing and i don't mean that in a nice way no, here's the thing. The reaction from either extreme was annoying. The people who hate, like, didn't like Joker had their own, had their takes were like, you know, I've said this before and it keeps, it's, I'm going to keep saying it. It's, it's Fight Club. It's the movie Fight Club again because people are misunderstanding it on both ends. People, like, all the woke people are reading, are, are seeing things that aren't there. And all the people that are like the incel virgins are taking the the wrong fucking message from it, and it's Fight Club all over again. And <laughs> so, like the people who hate the movie based on like the on like you know their you know it's the the whole uh, male psycho gets to have what he wants, and but I'm not gonna get into that argument because they're dumb. Um, they're they were annoying, but then on the other end. The people who are like the DC fanboys that were like masturbating themselves, like as if they had won some sort of victory. It's like fuckers. Black Panther did it last year. Okay, yeah, so you're not breaking the ground here. So like they're both like they're both annoying as shit. I like the film. I think it's good. I think from a, as a piece of filmmaking, being in the in that in in the uh, in, in the best uh, picture race is very interesting and, and like I never uh, if you would have told me a year ago I would not have predicted it it's a very interesting thing to happen but like the people on either side freaking out I just I can't I can't with I can't with the fucking film twitter or film social media anymore I, I'm in a bad mood dude so <laughs> like if you can't tell so like uh, they, they they can all just go fuck off yeah um I've just all I've been doing really to kind of See, I don't, I don't like getting angry at, like, bad film takes because, like, in the end, I'm only hurting myself. Like, why am I getting mad over somebody's stupid opinion, right? That's, that's their opinion. 
they're entitled to it no matter how wrong it is. <laughs> and I just sit back. I just sit people back and I laugh. To their opinion. People are entitled to their opinion. That's true. But people – but whenever you, whenever you have an opinion that is based on an incorrect analysis, that's where I have a problem with you. I guess that's that's my take on it. No, I mean I get it too, and like you said, I think on on the previous episode we did, I think on the Star Wars show, which at this point looks like it's gonna be lost to the ether. Um, the lost episode. Yeah, another lost episode, bro. Um, they can have a there is such a thing as a wrong opinion, right? Even though yes, people are entitled to their opinions, but there is such a thing as a wrong opinion, especially like you said, if you you know misread a film completely, you know that's that's a wrong opinion, and yeah, I do get annoyed at them. But I, I, then I say to myself, why am I getting so annoyed? Why am I getting angry? Like, all I'm doing is just causing myself mental harm. So I kind of just, like, look at it again, laugh, and just move on to the and, next and thing. Let me, and, let me, and let me back up for a second here. And I'm going to get real pretentious and snobby right now, so, so hold on to your hats. If someone misreads a film, but they are an otherwise re- respected person in the, in the world of film commentary or someone who's – uh, who has, you know, like uh, um, a, a a knowledgeable background on on film? Even if they're, even if I think that they're wrong, I'm not going to get annoyed with their take. What I will get annoyed at is all the people, you know. And I know people are going to people could make jokes. Oh, who are you guys? You're just two guys on a podcast. But we we have our own individual credentials. I'm not going to get I'm not going to get into here because I don't want to I don't want either of us to like seem like we're bragging, but Regardless, to, without you know too much, we both have a background and we both have an education in in this sort of stuff. And what bothers me is that you have fucking you know these you know I've said it before that the, the, the internet is great because it gives everyone a voice, but it also gives anyone a voice. And there are a lot of people that you know who think that their voice deserves to be heard and their opinions is just fucking wrong. And like if you don't have any sort of background or education in in an in analysis of filmmaking and you come out with a fucking stupid ass uh, like misinterpre- mis- misinterpretation of something, that's the shit I get mad at. Like if 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 Joe Blow down the street says, "You know what? I didn't like Joker because it was too violent." Okay, that's fine. That's totally valid. Yep. If if uh if you know if Joe Blow down the street who like only watches Transformers movies wants to give me a fucking essay on why Joker was bad, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, man. And then uh you know, and for those who need a little bit of reassuring, no. If you like Joker, that doesn't mean you're part of the patriarchy. It doesn't mean you're an incel if you like Joker. Unlike some of these really horrible takes I've been reading online. Like, these overly woke people. Like, dude, like, we have bigger things to worry about than a fucking movie, bro. Like, there's bigger problems in this country. Yeah, you're gonna uh, label everybody who likes this movie as, like, a part of the problem or part of the patriarchy. Like, fuck off. Now and, and let me be clear. When the movie came out and we had and we had the episode on it, I did say that I was kind of concerned that the wrong people would get the wrong message out of it. And I and and there is validity to say that there are some images or story points or whatever you want to say that could quote unquote confuse people or give people the wrong impression. But and if I, if people want to debate that with me, fine. But I ask that they have some idea of what the fuck they're talking about, not some fucking Twitter nerd with three followers. Like, get the fuck out of here. 
yeah. Uh, we don't we don't have time for nonsense right now. Like, I I've read too many bad film takes the last two weeks where I'm just like, you know, yeah. Like I said, I I kind I amuse myself with them now, but you know, I can only take so much before like my brain just starts feeling like it's on in a frying pan. So, um, but yeah, it, it's it's just funny that a, a a little movie like and yeah, I'm calling it a little movie. A little movie like Joker just managed to like break film Twitter in half. And it's just it's hilarious, man. It really is when you when you really think about it. Um, you just have to sit back and just kind of take it for what it is. Um, but yeah. So real quick, um, moving into the uh, the actors, they're pretty much a lock, man. I mean, let's go Golden Globes. You had a uh, here's what's interesting. Going back to the Golden Globes um, because they have the the separate uh, actor categories for drama, musical, or comedy. So you had a. Uh, Taron Egerton and Aquafina win actor and actress respectively. Um, Taron Egerton for Rocket Man, which have you seen Rocket Man? I mean, it's, no, it's a good it's movie. The list. It's, it's the a list. good. I don't. I mean, I'll probably go as far to say it's great, but like it's it's one of those movies that it came out way too early. But I'm just I'm so glad that at least Taron got recognized for the Golden Globe because I figured that movie would be forgotten. Um, I think the main problem with it, like resonating at the Oscars is that I think they just saw it as another Bohemian Rhapsody, which in a way it is, but um, I think the portrayal, at least, like Taron as Elton John was like way more, I felt like there was more of a connection to that role, at least for me personally, than Rami as Freddie Mercury, who I thought was just doing an imitation of Freddie Mercury. Like Taron Egerton became Elton John, and it's like... That's where I think the difference lies, and I'm, I let at least the uh, Golden Globes recognize it as such. Uh, and again, like we said earlier, Farewell got snubbed out of Best Picture, and same thing with Aquafina; she didn't get a Best Actress nomination, which that that was kind of surprising too. Like I was actually hope rooting for her to, to be in there. You, you know, I, I I hear a lot of good things about that movie. I hear a lot of good things about her performance. But I really have a problem with calling a grown ass fucking woman Aquafina. I really do. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. I'm in such a salty mood today. I feel like I'm just negative all over. Yeah, you're uh, you're you're taking no prisoners. <laughs> I'm sure I'll praise your performance, but like, just go by your real name. Come on. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, just... but the, uh, well, ironically enough, it was those two the winners on the musical or comedy uh, section that didn't make it into the uh, the Oscars, the Oscars race. Um, but the ones that did make it, Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, for Joker and Renee Zellweger for Judy. I have not seen Judy. I don't really want to see it because I heard it's an o- just an okay movie. It's just like it's just her. That's like the good Some are even saying she's not even that great. From what I've heard is the movie's just okay. She's really good and the movie's depressing. Those are the three things I hear about it. I'll probably watch it. It's not on demand. I'll, I'll rent it or something. Yeah, I may rent it too just to kind of you know get it out of the way. And then for supporting, you have Brad Pitt, Once Upon a Time, which I think we called that, too, when we did the show. Um, yeah. When you and I talked about it, yeah. it's uh, he's def- We said he's definitely going to at least be nominated. And not only is he being nominated, he's he's winning them, which he does deserve, I got to say. But do you feel like also this is one of those, like, you know, lifetime achievement awards for Brad Pitt? Like, hey, you it did might all these be. great movies. It might be, you know, but he was really good. This is, like, this is like a career best for him, to be yeah. honest. So I, I think it's on merit. Yeah. I don't think and this then, is his training day. You know what I mean? Even right. though I like training day, like like this isn't training day. This is, I think, on merit. Okay, I think so too. But it's just it's it was something I was thinking about when he was 
uh, accepting the SAG award on Sunday. Like, you know, he's he's winning all of the uh, all of the awards. Like, you know, I wonder if this if if because you look at his uh, filmography, he has a deep filmography. Like some great stuff, some good stuff, some bad stuff. You know, he has he, he's he's run the whole gauntlet. So and he's finally now like getting to go up there and accept an award. Like that's and it's I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve it, but he absolutely does deserve it. But it just feels like you know after all these like what twenty five thirty years in the business, like it kind of feels like it's a lifetime achievement award for him. Yeah. I agree. And, and then, I will say uh, this, though, like, before anybody tweets at us, like, I don't want to hear about, like, how problematic he is with, like, whatever. I don't care. Just give – I don't give a shit. Unless he pulls a Bill Cosby or an O.J. Simpson, I don't care. I really don't care. Like, you have to do something really fucking heinous for me to be like, – for me to cancel someone, you know? Like, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Like, stop wait, with, like – if you want to go and, like, cancel everyone that's ever had, like – Shitty, done shitty things. You're gonna fucking cancel everybody. Well, wait, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. They're trying to cancel Brad Pitt since when? Yeah, what there's something about doing? like his breakup with like Angelina Jolie where he like did something shitty. I don't remember. It has something to do with like being accused of some sort of verbal abuse or something. I don't know. I, all I know is I don't give a shit. Like it's like if he did it, he's a shitty person for doing it. But I'm not like it's I I can't just cancel every fucking movie star in the oh, world. Boy. I can't do it. Like Brother. fucking Bill. You know what? If you want to can't like if 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 the industry wants to cancel someone and get them out of there, fine. But I can't in our as a movie goer like just there'll be nobody left to watch if we cancel everybody. So like <laughs> you know the industry has to do it themselves and get them out of our eyes. Like instead of like us having to do it for them because I can't fucking do it. Like you got to rape or kill someone. Those are my lines right now. Uh, after that, like you know, everyone's in a gray area. Brother, they tried to cancel Scarlett Johansson, and not, this year she has two shots to win an Oscar. I know that's yeah, like okay, yeah, <laughs> like her, her constantly taking things of like movies that she probably shouldn't take because it's whitewashing. Okay, yeah, that's problematic and shitty. But if she's in a movie that I want to see, I'm gonna fucking see the movie. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Brother, she has two shots to win an Oscar this year, bro. So much for that work, cancel culture working. <laughs> oh, the thing is, I don't think she's going to win either one of them either, too. I, I, which sucks, but at least she's up there, bro, twice. That's what I think is hilarious out of all of this. And then, in like, I think we mentioned this er, uh, another episode. They tried to cancel uh, our boy Jeff Goldblum for saying, oh, I'd work with Woody Allen again. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, this is, this is shit. Like, look, I'm sorry. Like, you can't... Woody Allen... Kind of a creep. I understand that. But, like, people are allowed to have their own fucking – make up their own fucking minds about shit. You know who should be canceled? Roman Polanski should be canceled. I'll totally agree with that. Yeah. But, like – but, like, Jesus fucking Christ. You know, like, everyone needs to, like, chill the fuck out. And, like, if you don't want to watch someone, fine. But don't try to make me feel shit because I watched Once Upon a Time Hollywood or, or, or fucking whatever. Like, just fucking enough already. <laughs> Uh, you're you're absolutely right on that. I have no other words to, to add. Anyway, um, back to what we were talking about the the yeah. uh, Brad Pitt. He's winning them all. I mean, he's probably going to get it. Um, yeah. it's on merit. I think. The, the, and he's got good yeah, competition. I think so too. Like the, both Irishman performances were good. Tom Hanks is good. Anthony Hopkins. Like I haven't seen that movie, but I mean, who's going to give it to Anthony Hopkins at this point? He's got his Oscar. We don't. I mean, he's yeah. He doesn't need to be there. Um, so, like, Brad Pitt, like, I think he's the lock. 
Although yeah, technically he already has an Oscar because he produced uh, uh, Twelve Years, 12 a, slave, years right? a Slave, right? Yeah, yeah. So and he also uh, he was nominated as a producer for The Big Short, I believe. Right. And for Moneyball, I think he produced those two. Okay. Um, but he did. He already technically has an Oscar for uh, the for uh, Twelve Years a Slave. So. And then uh, Laura Dern for supporting actress. Yeah, she's yeah, running she's, away with all of them too. Yeah, she's running away. And pretty, she's really good in that movie. So yeah. why not? Oh, what a, she's such a scumbag in that movie. I love it. I I love her in that movie, man. Well, I like what I and we haven't talked about this movie, but like I what I love is like when they get to like the two lawyers, like they have her and they have the Ray Liotta character, and they're both kind of scummy. But they're yeah. both like way different about it. Like, yeah. where Ray Liotta is just so obnoxiously scummy, and she's like so like like s- sneaky scummy. Like a snake, yeah, snake, snake like. Yep, I agree. And then you have poor Alan Alda, who's just like <laughs> the, the contrast, bro, is sitting at a shitty little desk. But you know what? Like... If the if the thing is, at the end of the day, like. He gave him the best advice. He should That's have just right, settled bro. then. Like, he should have settled then, and, like, it wouldn't have gotten as bad as it did. That's right, bro. <laughs> and in the end, with this, like, 40-year-old suit and shitty little desk, he had the best advice of all for him, and he didn't take it. So so there you go. God damn uh, that brutal, dude. That movie's right. so fucking brutal. I can't watch that yeah. movie ever again. Like, that was too hard. <laughs> oh, wow, bro. No, it was hard. Like, I can watch a lot. Of, I can Like, people make fun of me, like, a friend of mine was like, "That means a lot," because I put that I, I put a status about it saying, "I don't know if I could ever watch it again." It's like, well, coming from someone who's watched Wrecking for a Dream more than once, like that's saying something. And like, <laughs> I can watch Wrecking for a Dream over and over again. That's fine, but it's stuff like this that's like real, like that's that's too much. Like the 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 fights that those two had in that movie, especially the one towards like. It's towards the end-ish. It's like maybe the one, like the one that got memed, where like Adam Driver, oh, yeah. where he like punches the wall. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah like that fight is like uh, it's it's way that was way too real because like if anybody has ever been like in a fight with a significant other where both of you are just 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 trying to be mean and shitty to each other, like everyone has like ever been in that fight, like knows exactly what that fight is. And I was just like, I, uh, that's too much, man. That's I can't watch this. Um, it was excellent. It's an excellent film. Uh, I don't, I can't, I don't think I can ever watch it again. Yeah. And well, I'll just say one thing about it. Um, and we'll talk about it more next week too. Cause I know uh, that's one of Draven's uh, favorite movies of the year. Uh, I think it's uh, I think it made my top ten also. For now, um, my official list will be uh, revealed next week. Um, but the thing that really struck me about it too, which I mean, as far as brilliant. Uh, the brilliant screenplay, uh, Noah Baumbach, was that he tried – I don't want to say he tried to keep it, like, down the mid as much as down the middle as possible, but he didn't, like, make – he didn't choose sides. Like, he – each of those two uh, people are equally good and equally scummy in my eyes. Like, they didn't try to, like, make you all side with Adam Driver, side with Scarlett Johansson, no, like – in a real relationship, like, they're shades of gray, and, like, they, they were both shitty to each other. Um, but I just liked how the film tried to, as, as best it could to, like, play it down the middle to kind of let us be the judge. And it, what's what's funny about that, too, is that just kind of mentally, as you're watching it, you form your own side. Like, the film's not, like, pushing you toward one side or the other because it's portraying them both, you know, you know, in a good light and in a bad light. 
but you as the viewer, you find yourself taking somebody's side over the other. You know, it's, that's it's just funny. how it is. That's just life. It's funny because I, I agree with you, but I'm going to disagree with you a little slightly. In the end, by the end of the film, I, I agree that, like, I think it was very even as to, like, you know, quote unquote, who's at fault, right? But at the beginning, I'm not going to lie if I didn't, like, side with Adam Driver at first. Because, and I don't know if it's just because, maybe it's just because I'm a guy. And, like, just, I naturally was like, well, I'm going to side with the guy, right? But it, it might just be that. But it just, it felt like to me at the beginning, the film wanted you to kind of side with him a little more. But then you get kind of a revelation about something that happened that you're like, oh, no, you're an asshole, too. Yeah. So, like. It, so then, then you're kind of a lot more balanced about it. But at first, it feels like she's the one leaving him. Like she's the one like starting all this. He doesn't want to be divorced. So it, it kind of almost paints her as the bad guy at first. Right. But then again, like once something is revealed, again, I'm not going to go into it. Uh, you're like, oh, but no, you know what? He is kind of a dick, and because of this, then as the more and more gets like revealed about each one you're just like yeah these people don't belong together <laughs> yeah but a, but a amazing film very much an actor showcase as uh evidenced by the two leads getting oscar nominations which is which is great very well deserved uh but uh i think we can also very quickly talk about the other thing that broke the internet uh best director <laughs> Uh, Scorsese, Todd Phillips, Sam Mendes, Quentin Tarantino, Bong Joon-ho, no Greta Gerwig, which pissed a lot of people off. I haven't seen Little Women, so I can't comment right now. I'll see it by the time we do the, the show next week, but, uh, yeah, that's the other, uh, if Joker didn't piss them off, Greta Gerwig not getting a Best Director nod really got on, got on the I gotta be honest, I wouldn't put Todd Phillips in here. I like Joker, but he really is just redoing Taxi Driver and can't comment. <laughs> like, I don't think he necessarily belongs in this list. The other four, I, yeah. Yes. So, I, again, I'm, I'm going, I'm like halfway through Little Women, and it's a very well, it's a beautifully made film. Like, just because it might not necessarily be my cup of tea, I can't, I can also certainly recognize that it's very, it's excellently crafted. So, I can certainly see, why people might be upset about it. I don't think it's like, uh, well, they need, they need one girl in there. You know what I mean? But I, I certainly do. Too. Uh, I don't think it's that they need like a token woman, but I think because Todd Phillips is in there, I think that's really, cause he, I don't know if he deserves it. I mean, he, cause he really just remade taxi driver. Like I, I don't, I don't, I don't really think he, he deserves to be in there. The other four, sure. Yeah. Uh, especially Sam Mendes. He fucking, Amazing directing in that movie, but uh, Todd Phillips. I don't know. So I'm, I, if I was like a big Little Woman fan, I'd be annoyed about that too, to be honest. I don't know how many times I saw a variation of the the same joke, bro. That Martin Scorsese got nominated twice for an Oscar <laughs> for the same category. Oh yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go, right? I mean, but listen, I would have put Taika Waititi here for Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, that's, that was great. That's a movie. good point. That's a good point. 
Yeah. I'm, I mean, I can't say over Greta Gerwig because I haven't seen Little Women, so I can't honestly say that yet. But, I mean, if you wanted to throw people under the top, Philip up to the Taika Waititi, Lulu Wong for The Farewell. She directed the shit out of that movie, too. Like, even her. Like, if you want to throw a woman in there, Lulu Wong would have been perfect also. But, again, that movie got pretty much shunned from almost everything. So, uh, but which was depressing. Uh, I mean, just real quick, some of these, uh, some of these other noms. Uh, I, like, like you mentioned earlier, I was glad at least that Ryan Johnson got the screenplay nom for, uh, for Knives Out. Very well deserved. Uh, I heard they're doing another one, but it's going to be like an anthology. It's going to be like a different, like, case or something. But Dude, our, I, if they but do, our brother like, Benoit Block is gonna be back, bro. Which is which makes yeah, me that's what I'm saying. Like if they, <laughs> if if they like do them like like they do like uh, Hercule Poirot and like the Murder on the Orient Express and those kind of movies, like where he's just a detective that like goes on different mysteries, I would totally love that. Oh yeah, I can definitely get behind that, bro. Chris Benoit Blanc, bro. <laughs> well, let's not pay him with that. Let's not. Let's not <laughs> uh. But I, uh, Tarantino's getting that, though. I mean, he won the Golden Globe. He's not nominated for the Writers Guild, I think, because he's not in the Writers Guild. From There's something going I think he's not in there as, as a protest, right? Something happened with, like, Natural Born Killers that he didn't get, like, the proper credit or something, which is why he refuses to be in the Writers Guild. So it was some story about that. But um, Because I looked through the Writers Guild nomination. I didn't see that one. I didn't see Once Upon a Time. So I was like, what the hell? And then I kind of dug deeper and i saw that tarantino is actually not in the writer's guild so very interesting uh and then for adapted adapted it i think is a little up in the year because you have the irishman you have jojo rabbit i I wonder if this is where they'll like the the academy will make good and give greta gerwig an oscar here i wonder i was gonna say yeah because she got i don't want to say they kind of have to because they don't have to do shit for anybody they don't don't, don't care about twitter so no but the academy is the, the the academy awards you can people can pretend they aren't, but they're political, you know. And, and like, if people like, they might have heard the backlash about her getting stumped for a directing nod, but she's in their adapted screenplay. They might like, you know, voting is still voting is happening right now, right? So uh, they might just be like, well, let's let's vote for Greta so that we can we can give her the Oscar and get people off our backs. Yeah. I could see it happening. One of the things that surprised me as far as uh, best animated feature is no Frozen 2, which not for nothing. I thought Frozen 2 was meh, but I'm surprised it's not there because it's been making all the other best animated film categories. Um, it was fine. Frozen 2 was, it was fine. Um, they, they, but, you could tell, but, though, you could tell they had to drag that story out of their ass because, like, it, well, it doesn't well, really sync up with the it. first one. I mean, first of all, my – my daughter loved it, so I guess that's really all that matters, right? It made like a billion dollars, so that's all that matters, right? But right. but when I was watching, I'm like, it feels off. It like feels like this doesn't feel like the first movie. Like it just feels different. It's it, it, feels, it, felt, it felt like thrown together, bro. If I don't even know, if the, it just felt like they were like building this huge like. It's like okay, first one made a lot of money. We're here over the second one. Now let's turn this thing into like a franchise, and we're gonna make this like we're gonna give her like connection to these spirits and shit, and like go on a grand adventure, and like I feel like they're they're building towards like a like a fucking epic thing now, like we're gonna Frozen trilogy or something. Like I just felt like it was world building here, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Um, it felt it's weird. It's hard for like the and, second like, movie to world build like that. I yeah. know. That's why I think it's so weird. And and honestly, it, it it just I think the songs were off. Like the oh no, the song I didn't like any of the songs, bro. Like they were like. And again, this is because I've been listening to the soundtrack for like fucking years with my daughter. But like, <laughs> they all float. Like the first, the first uh, movie, all the songs sound like they belong together, except the fucking troll song, which I hate. Um, <laughs> but like, they all feel like they belong together. Where like these, like Into the Unknown is the only song that sounds like a Frozen song. Like the rest of them don't sound like from the same people at all. Like they just sound like what the hell is? What are these songs? I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird that it's it is weird that it's not in here though because it was like a huge movie and and but they but they put in Toy Story four which you know we all knew. What I am glad is that they put in Claws which is on Netflix and is really good. Um, it's really good. I, I I think everyone should check it out because it's it's a lot of fun. It's like um, it's kind of like reworking like the Santa Claus origin story, but it's, it's like it, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and and I'm glad that it, it got nominated here. Uh, yeah, I think I'll, that's a, I'll check that out. Uh, I don't know where to go here. Probably, I guess, Toy Story 4, but um, I haven't seen the How to Train Your Dragon. I, I love the first two films, but I never got around to this one. Yeah. And then the other two I have no real opinion on. Well, Missing Link won the Golden Globe, which I thought was a shocker because he had, like, three Disney movies there. And uh, it beat all of them, which that was pretty cool. Wait, what, Lion King was, was there. The, oh, Lion King. I forgot about Lion King. I think that one they kind of didn't. I feel like Disney didn't want to be part of a best animated feature category because they want to make us think, oh, it was live action, even though it really it's wasn't. not it's a fucking animated movie. <laughs> they they want to keep up the gimmick, bro. It wasn't an animated movie. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. They're not real fucking lions. They're fucking animated. Exactly. It, movie sucked anyway. So, uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, I love. Um, I love Johnny Williams getting a Best Original Score nom. Probably his last one for Rise of Skywalker. Even though, uh, I don't, I mean, I thought the score overall was that because I listened to the whole thing. It was eh. I mean, because he, he reused a lot of his old stuff uh, in it, so. Yeah, I don't know I how it's going to be called eh. an original score when it's like, it's not that original. Like, there's a he lot of stuff. He reused nine fine films worth of score in that <laughs> one. <laughs> Well, I don't know if it's gonna be his last nomination, but it's certainly his last one for Star Wars because he's not. Um, he said yeah, that was his one. last one. Has he gotten one for all three of the uh, Disney trilogy? I think he definitely got it for Last Jedi. I, I, did he I, get I, one I, for uh, Force Awakens? Awakens? I'm pretty sure he did. Okay, well then he got that at least. He got that, yeah. yeah. But uh, Joker's gonna get it definitely. Uh, I can and Hilda and everybody has trouble pronouncing her last name, so I'm not even gonna try. I'm just gonna call her by her first name, Hilda. She's getting it because she's been taking all the other ones. Uh, it is a good score. It is. Uh, very eerie. Uh, of course, Avengers Endgame getting the token Best Visual Effects nomination. You got to put Marvel there. Uh, but 1917 is there too, which is wacky. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out where the effects were because I saw behind the scenes and a lot of the stuff they did was practical. Um, and maybe that's what they're talking about. I hope it's not fucking Lion King. Um... I honestly look just I think it should go to Avengers. That's my that's what I think it should go to. Because the Irishman look, that's a great movie. But the sh- that shit was not convincing. I'm sorry. <laughs> like it was like every time I saw it, especially at the beginning when I'm watching it, I'm just like that looks it just looks weird. It looks weird. It doesn't look right. 
Well, uh, you're when fucking eighty-year-old Robert De Niro is like kicking that dude in like the in the grocery store or whatever. Like, <laughs> yes. I'm like, come on, man. Just use, use, use <laughs> a body double or something. Come on. I know, right? Could have done that or a stunt double or something, right, to make it a little more convincing. It's a great but, movie. But, Don't get me wrong, but it just didn't. It, the that 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 stuff. Every time it was on, it just didn't look right. Didn't look right. I mean, it was goofy, but I liked it. You know, I enjoyed it for what it was. <laughs> that, that that scene specifically. Uh, a couple things though, I, I do want to add. Get your your takes on because it feels like you said um you said Parasite might be your number one. Well, your original number one did get a best sound mixing nomination at Astra, so it's an Oscar nominated film officially. Yeah, right. I wish it would have gone a little more. Um, I really liked it. Although I will admit, it did drop out of my top ten because I, I did see enough stuff that like. It did get eventually knocked out, but I I did love Ad Astra. Yeah, and then fucking the lighthouse, bro. Best cinematography nomination. I'm glad it got something because cinematography is amazing. Dude, and you finally saw that too. Willem Dafoe was fucking robbed. <laughs> Are you kidding me? He was robbed, dude. He should have been in the supporting actor. Fuck Anthony Hopkins. Put Willem Dafoe. No, not fuck Anthony. I like Anthony Hopkins. But yeah. seriously, put him in there, man. Because, like, Jesus Christ, that was a performance. And, yeah, it was a lot of capital A acting. But, Jesus. Like, that movie was that, – that was a performance, man. Like, how did he not get nominated? Oh, man, wait till we get we get Draven here next week and he starts gushing over the lighthouse, bro. It's good. Dude, <laughs> lighthouse is in my top ten. Lighthouse is in my top ten. It, it's it's in mine too. Um, it was oh, that movie fucked my brain. That movie ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, this man across sitting across from me, well, not literally, but this man sitting across from me, figuratively, saw Midsummer and the Lighthouse back to back. Talk yeah, about frying much. your that, brain, that, bro. That, that, that messed me up for a while. But the lighthouse wasn't, like, punishing, right? The midsummer just punished you. Like, it was just cruel, like, to watch, right? Like, to watch all this shit happen to people. Whereas the lighthouse was just, like, was, like, Robert Eggers, like, taking you, sitting down, like, I'm going to show you something. It's going to be really fucked up. And you're just going to sit there and think about it for, like, a long time. <laughs> Like, I still don't know what the hell is happening in that film, but I love it. Oh, jeez. Uh, so we could get into so much when it comes to that. Like the old, I, the I told you about the soft studding, right? Yes, the 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 um the caption, right? Yeah, soft studding. Uh, <laughs> soft studding. I'm not going to say anything else. Just, yeah, just let's, let's not. soft studding. Let's not. Um, oh. So, well, I don't know if you heard the scuttlebutt, at least behind um, uh, Midsummer, was that Ari Aster, I think, r- right after he broke up with his girlfriend, like, he uh, started writing that movie. Which you is think? That, no, it's, it's a, yeah. <laughs> it's a three-hour, like, allegory on, like, you know, a broken relationship with, told through, like, freaking, like, a cult. No, I never would have guessed that movie was about breakups. I know. I'm just saying, like, um, like... You know what it reminded me of in a way when I first read that little tidbit about fucking uh, when George Lucas wrote um, uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, bros. I think after like he got divorced, he was in the middle of getting divorced, and he made all that like dark shit and put it into a, a Temple of Doom. That's what it reminded me of, bro. In a way, but it's he, obviously Ari Aster did it in a completely different way. But like it's one of those things where like when shit like happens to you, like 
you just kind of have to let your creative juices flow, and sometimes you get masterpieces out of it. So, but I just thought that was wacky. <laughs> it's been, and and I think Draven and I we talked about it a little bit on um on the KLB when I was on the their movie episode. Uh, I know a wrestling show about movies. Go figure. But, um, I mean, it basically it's a it's a slow burn, but it, it's for those who haven't seen Midsummer, even though we've gushed about it enough the last few months, it's you basically go through like almost three hours of the descent of a relationship like how you see how a relationship ends almost like i don't say in real time because that's that's not the right phrase but like you see like a relationship basically die in front of you over two hours and 45 minutes and when it dies it fucking dies bro uh, and, I, and I thought Marriage Story was bad, bro. Midsummer takes it to a whole other level. That's this is the horror side of broken relationships. And I think Ari Aster, he that's still in my top ten, bro. Like that movie, fucking destroys you when you're done. <laughs> Just amazing stuff. Um, I think it w- it was robbed of a cinematography nomination. To be honest, like it, that movie looked beautiful. <laughs> that movie looked beautiful. Um, but I'm glad Lighthouse got it. You know, um. Before I'll, I'll get to this in a second, but I don't think it's going to make my top 10. Um, it's like maybe top 15 for me. I really I don't want to say I enjoyed it because I didn't. I really appreciated it, but it was it just punished me. I don't know, man. It just made me like it was just so awful to its characters. Like I couldn't like it was just hard to deal with. I don't know. Um I'll give you one. Here's one um, snub I think uh, that I had um, after I, I think Lupita Nyong'o was snubbed for us. I think she was awesome in that movie for Best yes. Actress. Definitely. I'm glad she got the SAG recognition. She got a nomination there. Oh, and where did this fucking Harriet movie come from? Nobody watched that movie. Like, all of a sudden we're giving it, like, nominations? <laughs> the fuck is that? Brother, <laughs> our boy Joe Moya put Harry in one of his in his worst of 2019 list, bro. I haven't <laughs> seen it. It could, be, it could be great for all I know. All I know I is hear it's I saw great. He's like the only one I'm hearing that says it sucks, but you know, uh, it's it's whatever. But I, all I know <laughs> is when I saw the trailers, I just thought like this is the most like Oscar Beatty shit. Like, are you kidding me with this? Like, look, Harriet Tubman was a great, you know, uh, fantastic. Uh, uh, historical figure. She deserves to have her own movie. I'm not saying that, but it, the movie, like the trailer just looked like, I just looked like, ugh, really? This, this looks so by the numbers. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. looked like we're going to tell everything you know about her in this order, you know, for, you know, for two hours or whatever. I haven't seen it yet, so I can't really claim. So I'm going to watch it at some point, but it just feel like that movie had nothing, no buzz. And all of a sudden it's getting nominated for shit. Like what the hell? Yeah, it's one of those things that, like, you see, like, a, a TV spy, like, oh, okay, there's a movie about Harry Tubman coming out. And then, like, you know, two weeks later, it's gone from theaters, bro. And then all of a sudden, now it's getting nominations. Yeah, you're right. It is wacky. Lupita Nyong'o should have gotten that spot, man, because she was awesome in that movie. Another one that was like that, in a way, was Bombshell, because that kind of went in and out, too. Well, I saw Bombshell. Um, it did, but it had some buzz, at least, right? Like... It did disappear, though, real quick. But it had at least yeah. some bu- awards buzz because of Charlize Theron. And she actually was really good in that. Um, and so was Margot Robbie, and so was uh, Nicole Kidman. Um, so was, And so was um, Don Lithgow, too, actually. They were all – it was a really good acting movie. It wasn't a great movie, but it was a good acting movie. Um, 
So her being in there I, doesn't surprise me, but the Harriet one, like that, just seems like very. It's just very surprising. Uh, and then, uh, well, I also want to point out real quick for supporting actors. I feel like Kathy Bates took Jennifer Lopez's spot because she, Jennifer Lopez, not for nothing, she really did deserve a nomination for Hustlers. I have not she seen was Hustlers. Re- she was really good in that. I've heard it's good, but I haven't seen it yet. Um, but I, yeah, I've heard that she took her spot. Yeah. <laughs> and then Richard Jewell, that's another one that like came and went and like all of a sudden there's an Oscar nominee. Yeah. I think this week, uh, what, what I'm going to try to check out this week, I'm definitely going to try to see uh, 1917. That's like a definite uh, for me. Um, I do want to see Uncut Gems, but I feel like now, like now they're starting to like drop out of theaters a little bit. They're only showing like late showings, like 9 p.m., 10 p.m. Um, so I may or may not be able to get to it. And I really want to, even though it's not up for anything. I just want to see, I've been wanting to see it like for a while now, for the like, last couple of months. So maybe I'll try to make one of those late showings. Dude, it's so good. Yeah, it's man. so good. That's like the other one. I like. I'm excited to see. Like it's 1917. Then it's that one. Um, I'll try to see Little Women also. Uh, Bombshell. I kind of do want to see still, and it's still playing at my art house theater, but at, like at the AMC, it's pretty much gone. Like near me. So you I don't have to hurry to see it. It's it's pretty good. I mean, if you want to see Charlize Theron like kick ass in a performance, go see it. But, I mean, you're not going to – I mean, I don't think you have to hurry. Unless unless you really want to catch it before it's out of the years, I don't think you need to hurry to see it. Right. Oh, speaking of the Oscars, actually, before we kind of wrap up some of the other awards uh, and then kind of preview, like, the BAFTAs and all that, um, I said – I told you yesterday I was actually going to announce the lineup for this year's AMC Best Picture Showcase, um, which, as, per, as would happen last year when they didn't put Roma in, uh, no Marriage Story and No Irishman. So, so remind me again. Right, I, I know Netflix. Again, who's being the asshole here? Is it AMC that's being the asshole? Or is it Netflix that's being the asshole? Or are both being the asshole? Um, from what I remember, I can see being the asshole. Because technically Netflix has been releasing these theatrically. Like, I saw Irishman in a the fucking theater, bro. They have been releasing them theatrically. Did you see it in an AMC theater? Uh, no. And I, Irishman is all my art house. Marriage Story, I think they... I don't want to get the story wrong, but I'm pretty sure that Netflix actually bought a theater in New York. They did. I think they did. Just as so they could show their movies. Like, they showed Marriage Story there, um, and they're going to use that, like, to, you know, showcase, like, their, their movies. Uh, so, but, I mean, I thought the rule was it had to be shown in a theater. It didn't have to be in a fucking AMC or a Regal. Um, but I guess they just want to be salty, right? So, I don't know. Whatever. It is what it is at this point. Um, now, I got to be honest, though. Like, if you're sitting there watching, like, eight, nine, ten movies, like, in a row over, like, 24 hours, if you get to The Irishman, dude, you're going to fall asleep. That movie's long. <laughs> it and is that's long. a movie, but it's fucking long, dude. I don't know. It might be a blessing in guys that they're not putting an Irishman in there. <laughs> yeah, you might be right. Uh, let's see. Uh, best Picture Marathon. There it is. Okay. Let's take a look. So... Taking out Iron Man, we're going to watch uh, on the Friday before uh, to get those showings out of the way. This year, the Best Picture Showcase will be as follows. At 10 a.m. will be Little Women. That's going to be the Curtain Jerker. 12.35 will be Ford versus Ferrari. 3.25 will be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And then there will be the one-hour dinner break after that one. 
Coming back at 7 p.m. 1917, 9.15, Joker, 11.35, Parasite, and finally at 2.05 a.m., Jojo Rabbit. So that's going to be the main event. Interesting order, I got to say. They're putting Once Upon a Time before the dinner break. So Jojo Rabbit's last movie? Yeah. And what times? What times is that they put that on? 2.05 a.m. Dude, you're going to get out in the middle of like, the fucking night. Yeah. That's Which, bullshit. It's bullshit, yeah, because they, there should be two more movies. But, <sighs> yeah. I think this happened last year, too. We got out around like 5 a.m. Because they didn't put Roma in there. But, uh, I know. I, and I, it, what's sad is that I think we're going to get out of there around like 4 a.m. And the first train out of New York isn't even until like 5. So, <laughs> we're just going to be sitting in the train station for an hour just waiting for a train. But... Yeah, so that's the the lineup this year for the Best Picture Showcase. Uh, tradition now for me, I've been doing it the last like what seven, eight years, I think now. So uh, should be. It's always fun, you know. It's always just fun, like take being with that audience and just talking with them afterwards. You know, some of them are seeing these for the first time, so it's cool to get like their first takes from it. Uh, you know, that's just you know film culture. I, I and I I love every moment of it. Uh, so before we wrap up, let's take a look real quick at some of these. Uh, uh, awards. So we did. Uh, I think let's do Producers Guild because Producers Guild was on Saturday. Um, bah, 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 bah. So 1917 won the uh, the Zanuck Award for uh, Outstanding Producer of Theatrical Motion Pictures, which is the official name. Uh, for animated, Toy Story 4 got it. Uh, and for documentary, Apollo 11. Have you seen that one? I heard good things. I have not. I have not seen any documentaries this year. And uh, Parasite is only foreign film I've seen, so i got to really stack up on those. Yeah. Uh, the SAG was the next day, or the next night, I should say. Uh, like I said uh, before, the winners of the Globes pretty much transitioned over to the SAG. Um, I liked uh, I liked Joaquin Phoenix's speech for the SAG. The, the Golden Globe one, he started to ramble a little bit. Like, he kind of got how he gets. I don't know if he just gets nervous public speaking or whatever, but... You know, the Golden Globe one was a little cringe, but he did a lot better with his SAG acceptance speech. You know, and I loved his line about Heath Ledger. He's on this – he was standing on his shoulders or something. Like, that was that was a great little moment there. Um, let's see. Outstanding performance by a cast. You already said Parasite, which is a huge – I think this is the first time ever that a foreign cast um, – I don't want to say foreign cast, but like a cast for a foreign movie won the uh, Best Cast Award. Um, ensemble. A stunt ensemble went to Avengers Endgame, which is cool. Uh, and then the rest was for television, which I don't really care that much about. Um, but uh, but as far as television goes, Sammy Rockwell got one for uh, Fosse Verdon, which I heard was a really good, hey, uh, Sam good show. Yeah, he was Sammy fucking Rockwell, awesome bro. in um, uh, Jojo Rabbit. Yes, bro. And he's so, so underrated. Funny. <laughs> oh, dude, and he broke my heart at the end, too. Like yeah. He's so funny throughout the whole movie, and then he has that moment at the end. I'm not gonna spoil it, but you're like, oh man, that's that oh that God, like right in the heart, kind of, bro. Like, <laughs> and especially because it was right after the scene where you see him in the cape, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, you, you never like would a film make you think you'd like like Nazis, but there you go. Exactly, bro. Uh, so let me look up these remaining awards uh, before the Oscars. So I think the first one up is Directors Guild. Let's see, Directors Guild. 2019 films. Let's see. Uh, bah, 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 bah. One second. 
is it this one? Oh, that's the wrong one. I did last year's. Uh, Directors Guild 2019 films. Okay, let's see. So what do we got here? So for feature... Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that, bro. What did I say? What did I say? So for uh, feature film, they took out Todd Phillips and put Taika Waititi there, bro, for director, for feature film. Didn't I say... Like, Taika Waititi should be there before Todd Phillips. Yeah, he should be in there other than than Todd Phillips. Uh, Let's see. And that's pretty much... I mean, they had the documentary one. They have a first-time feature film director. Um, I haven't seen any of these, so I can't really comment. Like, I heard Queen and Slim was really good. Uh, Peanut Butter Falcon, I heard, was was a wacky one. Uh, Honey Boy, I heard, was good. Um, And then the rest is for TV and commercials, so we're not going to get into that. And then let me get into Writers Guild real quick. So Writers Guild 2019. And then we'll do the BAFTAs and then we'll we'll get out of here. Writers Guild of America Awards 2019. Let's see. Writers Guild of America. Okay. Uh, Best Original Screenplay 1917. Booksmart. Have you seen Booksmart? I did. I liked it. Yeah, it was a nice little film. Uh, it was in my top it ten for funny. a while. It, it was funny, like the the two the two actresses have had really good chemistry. Amazing um, chemistry, yeah. Uh, the one what's her name, Beanie Feldstein, she was fucking hilarious. Yes, uh, just like her brother, <laughs> channeling her brother's energy. Uh, Wait, who's her brother? Jonah Hill. Is it really? Yes. Oh, and that blew my mind too when I find out. <laughs> they don't look anything alike. You don't, yeah, you know, she was really you, funny. You kind of see really it good. now. When you look at her now, you kind of see it. But before, like before, I knew, like no, I wouldn't have thought. And it's funny too because that, that movie was basically super bad. Exactly, which is, that <laughs> makes it even more hilarious, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so for like original screenplay, 1917, Booksmart, Knives Out, Marriage Story, and Parasite. Adapted screenplay, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, and Little Women. Uh, we have documentary here, and then the rest is TV and uh, yeah, TV animation. Don't really care about those. So those are the main uh, ones for film. And then finally, we have the BAFTAs. So let me bring up the BAFTAs. The BAFTAs are always wacky. Uh, BAFTAs 2019. The 72nd British Academy Film Awards. Let's see. No, no, it's actually the 73rd for this year. Uh, 72nd was last year. Okay, so the BAFTA Fellowship, which is their basically Lifetime Achievement Award, is going to Kathleen Kennedy here, which will make a lot of people cry on Twitter. <laughs> oh, she wants to. She was my childhood. Uh, I'm a virgin because of her. <laughs> You're on fire today, bro. Uh, best, they, It's best picture, but they call it best film. They got to put the word film in there, bro. Uh, 1917, and they keep it to five, bro, the traditional five nominees. 1917, The Irishman, Joker, Once Upon a Time, and Parasite. So no Little Women, no Four vs. Ferrari. Uh, I forgot what the other ones are, already were. But um, those are the five Best Picture nominees for the BAFTAs. Best Director is the same as the Oscars. Todd Phillips is in there instead of Taika Waititi. Um, for Best Actor, they took out uh, – who this guy? Uh, best, they took out Antonio Banderas and they put in Taron Egerton. You know, the guy look out for their own. <laughs> Um, 
And for Best Actress, they put Jesse Buckley here for Wild Rose, which is awesome because Wild Rose is a great little film. I saw it at Alamo. They had a special screening where she was there live and did a little performance of the, the soundtrack. Bro, what? Check it out if you haven't made Wild Rose is, is a nice little film. Uh, uh, what's who was the other actress that was that I really liked? Um, oh, she's an older actress. I'm trying. To, I keep forgetting her name, bro. Um, Julie Walters. There you go. Julie Walters is plays her oh, mom. Oh, uh, from uh, Harry Potter. Harry right? Potter, right? Uh, Mrs. Weasley. Yeah, she plays her mom here, and she's both of them are amazing in this movie. So I'm glad at least she's getting recognition for her performance in something. Um. So it's Jesse Buckley for Wild Rose, Scarlett Johansson, Marriage Story, Saoirse Ronan and Little Women, Charlize Theron, Bombshell, and Renee for Judy. So I'm glad Jesse Buckley's in there. That really makes me happy. Uh, the supporting actor's the same. Supporting actress. Bro. <laughs> they put Margot Robbie here twice, bro. <laughs> she got nominated for Bombshell and for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in the same category, supporting actress. She has two shots to win the same award. That's wow. wacky, bro. Only the Brits could get away with <laughs> They took out Kathy Bates and put Margot Robbie again. How wacky is that? <laughs> and it, but, bro, like, she, listen, Sharon Tate served her purpose in Once Upon a Time, but supporting actress, bro, I don't know. It's kind of a stretch. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. She's good in Bombshell, though. Yes. Okay, I def- but I definitely got to see that, though. Um, let's see. Original screenplay looks like it's the same. Uh, they have Smart here instead of uh, 1917. Uh, let me see. Uh, Best Adapted is looks the same. Uh, they put The Lighthouse for Cinematography here, too, which is great. Uh, let's see. They have a category here that's just exclusive to the BAFTAs, Outstanding British Film, because, of course... They got to pat themselves on the back. Uh, 1917, Bates, which I never heard of. For Sama, which I have heard of as a documentary. Getting a lot of buzz. Rocket Man, Sorry We Missed You, which I haven't heard of. And The Two Popes. So The Two Popes is a, is a British film, apparently. Uh, what else is here? Score is the same. Sound is the same. Visual effects is the same. I, it's, I, I still find it funny. 1917 is there for visual effects. Uh but again, I haven't seen it, so I can't really judge. But like, usually that's still like their blockbuster one, and they put 1917 in there, which it's whacking in of itself. Uh, everything else looks the same. For anime, they did put Frozen 2 here. They took out Missing Link, and they took out what was the other one that was uh, How to Train Your Dragon. They have uh, Frozen 2, uh, Claws, uh, Shaun the Sheep, and Toy Story 4. Which I didn't Ooh, know there was a new Shaun the Sheep. Yeah, Farmageddon. Huh. <laughs> I actually might watch that because I like the first Shaun the Sheep movie. It's cute. Yeah. And then I watched have... it with my dog. Oh, nice. And they have a best casting uh, award here. So this will be the last one for for the Baptist. Best casting. They have Joker, Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time, The Two Popes, and the Personal History of David Copperfield, which I never heard of until literally right now. So. Uh, so yeah, yeah. That's the thing Baptist. is, you might hear these movies like next year because sometimes like like it's released you know in England first and then releases like here. Because I remember like Paddington Two was nominated for like a BAFTA for um, Hugh Grant for like Best Supporting Actor, but it was before it came out in the United States and it came out in the United States like a year later. <laughs> that's so sometimes it happens. <laughs> 
Oh, speaking of Hugh Grant, bro, I heard the gentleman that comes out this week is really good. Like, I heard like like McConaughey's good in here. Uh, Hugh Grant is in this. I heard he's really good. I heard it's a fun little movie, so I may check that out. All right, I'll check uh, it out. But yeah. uh, again, I gotta catch one of my 2018 films first before I touch anything else. So I think with that we're gonna wrap up. Uh, we're gonna go more in depth on the Oscars next week with Brandon Draven, like we always do, and then we'll have our uh, top ten of 2019, our official lists, uh, because I'm gonna finish up by next week with all the 2019 films I have to catch up on. So I'll have a definitive list by our next episode, which. These episodes are always fun. We do the Oscar ones, you know. We get into a lot of wacky shit. We get into our top ten. We get into our predictions. So it'll be a fun show all around. Um, do you have any plugs, Adolfo? Uh, yeah, the Essential Films Podcast. Um, our next film is going to be Rocky, so uh, stay tuned for that one. At Essential Films on Twitter, uh, Essential Films on Facebook. That's pretty much it. Yeah, and if you have any questions or comments, feedbacks for us, you can uh, send an email to fpmpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at fpmoviepodcast. You can follow me personally on Twitter at sportsguy515. You won't get that many hot takes from me. I just like retweeting a lot of Simpsons gags, so that's pretty much the extent of my Twitter. Uh, I'll throw in the uh, occasional hot take or reply, but uh, mostly it's going to just Simpsons. Ah, excuse me. It's just basically a bunch of Simpsons retweets. So if you like the Simpsons, you'll get a kick out of all those. Um, yeah, so next week, like I said, it's the big Oscar mania show for uh, 2020. Um, and uh, we'll get into uh, our top 10 2019. Probably get into some of the worst of 2019 as well. Um, but I got to say, like, honestly, like, 2019 wasn't wasn't too bad. Yeah, you had some stinkers like Dark Phoenix in there. You know, a couple other ones. Uh, well, I was, I was, you know, I was looking through my 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 list of movies, like of like what my worst would be, and I only only have three, like three ones, three that are like my worst, and that's Dark Phoenix, Terminator, and Dumbo. Those are like the ones I really absolutely didn't like. Like even Lion King was just it was just fine. Like I was like whatever, it's fine. Um, and Aladdin was fine, you know, but I didn't hate them. Like Dumbo, Terminator, and Dark Phoenix ones I hated, right? And and it's like because I think it's just because I don't, I just don't go see bad movies on purpose. You know what I mean? Like these other ones like were kind of event films, you know, the part of a franchise that like I liked, so I kind of had to go see them. But like if I know something's probably gonna be bad, I just don't go see it. So that's probably why I don't have like a worst, like a more than three, you know? Well, usually we keep it to three anyway when we do the show. So that's yeah. you, you get your actual list right there. <laughs> oh, all right, there you go. There you go. Um, but we'll get into more of that next week. Uh, like I said, Draven will be on, so uh, expect to go like three hours on that. <laughs> Those shows always go off the rails when he's on, and I mean that in the best possible way. We we love having Draven on. Um, so uh, do you have any final thoughts about anything before we get out of here? Um, no. Sorry if I was super negative on this show. I was just. Not in a great mood today, and it came out on the show, so I apologize for that. Oh, don't apologize for that. <laughs> Come on. I mean, I get why you would, but like, no, this, no, this was great. No, this is great. You should be like this more often. <laughs> uh, but I guess with that, uh, on behalf of Adolfo, I'm SportsGuy515, Mark the Mark, or Mark, whatever you want to call me at this point. Uh, thanks again for joining us on Force Respective, and until next week, we are out of here. Power motherfuckers, Miami PD. Oh damn, it's the Negras. Casper, drop the bag. 
Alpha leader, bring them in. Bad boys, bad boys. What, what you gonna, gonna do? What, what you gonna, gonna do when we come for you? The next step, the next next miss knows me. Hey, dude, you gotta learn the words. We usually only do the chorus. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try.